to be completely at sea when you know going to a city like New York or Los Angeles and trying to navigate the world of how do you keep yourself alive while you're looking for your dream work. From Money Fit by DRS, it's the Money Fit Show, your weekly podcast about real difficult money stories, overcoming financial obstacles, and tips for building healthy money habits. Todd Christensen, host of The Money Fit Show. On this episode, I talk about the allegory of wandering around Manhattan Island with actor and podcaster John DeSavino. Never heard of the allegory? That's because we just made it up during the episode. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. John DeSavino has performed on stages from New York City to Hong Kong, His acting credits include appearances at Lincoln Center, Brooklyn Academy of Music, and the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C. He is a producer and narrator of audiobooks for Audible.com, and in January of 2022, John launched a weekly podcast called Short Story Today that combines his love of performing with his love of literature. It was reinvented in May of 2022 to showcase the writing of exceptional emerging authors. And I am excited to welcome to the Money Fit Show, John DeSavino. Hey, John, how are you doing today? I'm great, Todd. Thank you so much for uh, agreeing to have me on the podcast. I'm really looking forward to the conversation. <laughs> You're you're welcome. Agreeing to have you on the podcast. I'm the one sought you out. But I appreciate your modesty. <laughs> it, was, it was it was mutual, but uh, you know we both have something in the, uh, in the game here, so it's uh, great. great. It's all good. Yep. Uh, it's good to have you here. Um, as you may know, I start off with a uh, um, introduction question for uh, the audience to get to know you here. And um, given your background, my question is to you: Did you always want to be an actor? Well, I mean, always is you know. Uh, almost always, I should say, uh, it was a high school, uh, experience that made me, you know, fall in love with the idea of doing theater for the rest of my life. Um, Uh and I was a shy kid, so it was kind of an odd thing that that would be the thing that would light my fire, but it did. And, uh, you know, that, that was the beginning of a, of a lifelong quest for, uh, you know, a life in the arts, which, has its challenges financially yeah, as sure. you know as we all know and i know yeah. that's that's one of the reasons i'm here on the podcast yeah to talk, i'd love to, to talk about that. those challenges i'm gonna love to talk to you about that okay let me just add, let me just ask that follow-up question so was it a drama was it in drama class or no it, I, it was a, a musical you know the high school did a musical every year um yeah. my english teacher happened to be the guy who directed the musical and he saw they were doing oliver musical Oliver and mm-hmm. he thought he thought I would make a good uh um the the character is the artful dodger I don't know oh, yeah. if, if people I mean most people probably know you know Oliver and yep. the characters but you know I, I was the, the idea of doing that was like about as foreign to me as I could imagine right and, and he literally had to drag me down by the ear to audition for this thing <laughs> and uh, you know I was I was so nervous and and he called me back and then uh there was a, a an upperclassman, a senior who was called back as well for the part. And I sat in the back of the like 1400 seat auditorium in the dark, uh-huh. w- watching him do his callback on the stage and was just so, hum- I-, I just felt like there's no way I could come anywhere near what this guy's doing. Right? So I didn't even go to the, 
to the call <clears throat> to the callback. <laughs> excuse me. So I got cast in a smaller role, but that was fun. I, I had I had a blast and oh, cool, just though. fell in love with the whole experience. So yeah. <laughs> I actually, uh, uh, coincidentally, very first movie I recall seeing in a theater. Well, back then there weren't anything movies outside theaters, but. Yeah, three years old watching Oliver Twist. Oh my! Yeah, and, Mo uh, movies are like the earliest memories that I have too. Oddly enough, yeah. yep, uh, they re cool. really burn themselves into your little memory there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I'll, I'll do anything for you, dear, today. So yes, yeah, it's still one of my favorite shows and musicals. Yeah, yeah movies, it. all of it. Yep. Well, uh, John, I want to talk. I want to talk to you about. Um, uh, acting and finance and you uh, um, some of your specific uh, your personal stories but actors it, this is the way kind of I, I i understand or i see it actors are kind of a combination of uh independent contractors freelancers and and small business owners yes and and they're widely you know a lot of people hear about or understand they're kind of sporadic income you're working you're making money you're not working you're not making money um, I mean, I don't know, maybe that's one reason parents kind of, uh, I don't know, some, yeah. some would be a little hesitant to that, uh, that push is, their kids in that direction, right? That is the reason, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, it, want, it, they want that stability for the kids, but yeah. um, how did you face that challenge, I'm assuming, in your career, uh, probably from an early, uh, early stage, right? Yes, uh, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's it's funny. I, I think things have changed, but I, I went to a conservatory. I went to Carnegie Mellon University, you know, which mm -hmm. has a fine arts degree in theater. Uh, and they did nothing. This was I, I am an older guy, you know. So mm -hmm. this this was back in the seventies, and and there was like seem old to me, but that's all well, right. you know, <laughs> to a lot of people out there, it might. Um, but uh, you know, they they didn't give any credence to or you know there was nothing in the program about the the, the heart, you know what you had to do in terms of the business end of being mm -hmm. actor, mm -hmm. which which came as a shock to most of us when we were finally out there in the real world trying to make a living doing this right. and um, you know i think that has changed i hope so because you know those that's in some ways more important than you know the artistry although you know that's in academia it's always the artistry you know that takes precedence so mm -hmm. you know the other stuff is you know they kind of look down on the business side of things right. uh, you know it's kind of anathema to the art so but um but you know you, you to be completely at sea when you know going to a city like new york or los angeles which is where most people went after they graduated and trying to navigate the you know the world of you know how do you how do you keep yourself alive while you're looking for your dream work you know mm -hmm. uh and that that came as a real culture shock to most of us and uh, you know i think some of us really were you know traumatized by it yeah. frankly yeah um but yeah i mean I, lucky luckily for me I, i've always been good with money uh you know, as even as a kid, I, I just knew how to, you know, make a dollar, stretch it as far as I possibly could, Right. <laughs> you know, and and that served me well, you know, when I was in the city, I, I moved to New York and, uh -huh. uh, and, you know, I, I, I understood, you know, what was required to, to survive, you know, I took day jobs, I worked in books in a bookstore and for an answering service and what, you know, whatnot, but, uh, you know, it, it was all 
little bits of income here and there that I would have to kind of stretch out and and make work. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I managed to do it. Uh, so uh, was was there a time as you're doing all the you're, you're taking all these. I don't know if you had multiple jobs at once, but yes, I did. Yeah. Was, was there a time when you, when you thought, yeah, I don't know, I don't know if this is going to work. You know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make this. Happen. Yes. There were certainly times that, I mean, you know, I, I would get some acting jobs uh, and then I would, you know, when they were, cause they always come to an end, you know, no mm-hmm. acting job unless, you know, you're on something like uh, law and order, you know, yeah, <laughs> and right. you're, you're one of the principals, you know, no, there's no acting job, you know, it's, it's always temporary. Right. Uh, so, so, you know, actors, it's, it's a cycle of getting work and then get going on unemployment, you know, and then trying to get work. See the unemployment thing is, is a very valuable thing in that, uh-huh. you know, it, it, if, if you are lucky enough to get work that, then we'll provide you with the unemployment benefit afterwards. Uh-huh. Then you don't have to be as concerned about, you know, earning money to, while you're looking for your, the work that you really want to do. Right. So, so, you know, that's, that's a kind of common cycle for actors that, you know, work, unemployment, work, unemployment. Um, and, you know, once you've proven that you are an employable actor, you know, you can show the unemployment people that this is what, this is what I'm, you know, this is what I do. So these are the jobs I'm going to be looking for while right. I'm on unemployment. I, I hadn't really uh, I thought about that. I, I guess was not aware of that side. Yeah, it's um, I mean, it's it saves actors lives. You know, I mean, uh, nobody wants to take advantage of the system. Well, I shouldn't say nobody. There's obviously a lot of people who, you know, whose life is devoted to taking advantage to, this, right. to the system. You know, but they are in the minority, as you, as you say. Yeah. 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 But, you know, most of us don't want to tax the system forgive the pun but uh you know to, to drain to drain the system that that right. way and you know for reasons of pride and you know of the obvious reasons so um yeah it, but but for actors it really i think it's it's a much more valuable thing in terms of you know ma- maintaining some kind of quality of life for an actor so huh. yeah so i, I mean it's it is so seasonal uh, that uh yeah I mean, are there are there those who will uh, just keep working other? I, I would imagine other odd jobs here and there in between gigs. That's kind of what I just assumed. Every uh, actor, yeah, you know, a- actors. It, it, there are traditional forms of employment for actors. You know, who need flexibility. It's always in the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. You know, which is where I met my wife. You know, the, the bartending, mm-hmm. uh, waiter, waitressing. Uh, you know, things where. You know, you can work at night and you can audition during the day that, that you know, that's why. Yeah, that's yeah. why it's a, it's a become a joke. You know, the actors, you know, who are uh, waiting tables, waiting for the big break, you know, and that's uh, and a lot of people have, have had careers because people, you know, met them in restaurants. Yeah. Uh, I think Mary Steenburgen, uh, you know, that was J- Jack Nicholson's thing. He saw her, at, at, I think, in a restaurant. She was waiting uh-huh. tables and, and ended up casting her in the movie, the Western that he was making. I can't remember the name. <laughs> but, you know, weird stuff yeah. happens like that in life. So, 
They, they don't uh, they don't teach uh, waitering in uh, acting school. No, but you know what? I think if the, I think that might not be a bad idea because it takes well, some skill. Yeah, I would, well, I I can see that. I I know that, and I, and I appreciate the service I, I usually get. I was a terrible waiter, by the way. I ended up I ended up moving into bartending. That that was much more in my uh, wheelhouse than being yeah. a waiter. Well, you, you you know you talk about uh, that that personal finance or or the business side of it is not uh, taught in acting school. And that, I mean, that's gen, that's unfortunately generally the case in all of all professions that to very, and it's, it's slightly changing. Do you know if, um, if there are schools now acting schools that are including some of that in their, in their curriculum? I, I you know, this is something that I, I, I'm going to start at asking younger actors, you know, who go to, have gone through these programs. If, if that is the case, I don't, I don't honestly know to yeah. be uh, truthful. Yeah. It's um, we'll hope. We'll hope. I sure do hope so. I mean, yeah. I think by now word has probably got back that this is a necessary yeah. thing and, and they're starting to do that. Yeah. So, so many resources out there, uh, but I, I think one of the challenges is that uh, I mean, schools are, are already so overloaded with what they do want need to, to teach, but they also, there's still this idea out there that it's personal finance is still personal and that right. we, we shouldn't teach personal, but it's, it's so not. I think that is, I think that whole notion has shifted in the last 20 years. You know, it's been a long time since I was in college. So, you know, I know there's been a paradigm shift since then in, in the way people yeah. think about, you know, finances and teaching, you know, their children and students yeah. about finance. Um, and it is much more key to, you know, making your way through life. I mean, it's always been a, a key part of life, yeah. but but I think even it's become more complicated. So it's I think it's even more important, you know, yeah. in the last and, in the last twenty five years. Yeah, and, and we all we all get that um, our personal finance affects everybody else's personal finance at some point. It does absolutely. When you have kids, and that you know, that's the thing that that really kind of changes the whole <laughs> yeah. you know landscape for you. It's uh, you know, you know, I mean, you know, not all actors subscribe to that. I mean, you know, they, I, I knew when my daughter was born that there was no way I was going to let, you know, our lives be subject to the, the whims of fate. You know, I was going to mm -hmm. make sure that there was stability, financial, you know, stability. And I, so I, I took a day job mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, have done that all along until she finally graduated from college last year. Mm -hmm. And that was when I knew, you know, maybe I could go think about going back full time to doing nice. what I love. So, yeah. Good. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a similar question. To what I did before, but just flip it around. Um, going back. Do you remember a time when you finally thought um, maybe this is going to work or, or this, this is how I'm going to make it work. Is, is that what, when your, your daughter was born? Uh, yeah. You know, it, it really, I mean, it wasn't a conscious thing. I, I, I think this is this is what's so interesting. I, uh, you know, I have never given up on the dream of of being in the theater or or the world of performing arts. Uh, you know, a lot of my classmates, you know, along the way, decided, you know, it's just this is just not <laughs> working out, and I'm going to uh -huh. just move on to other things. I, in the back, in my heart, I was going to say the back of my mind, well, there too, but in my heart, probably more than anywhere, yeah. I, uh, I just, I, this is who I am. I, I, this is how I identify, you know, mm -hmm. I, I am, a, I am a creative person 
I, I am an actor, you know, you know, and I, that's not something I can do anything about at this stage of my life or, or even, you know, even, you know, way going way back. It's just it just became um, the most important part of who I was. And I just yeah. said, I'm not going to let go of this. And if it means, you know, spending 25 years or whatever, you know, to get my family on solid ground and then I can. So I had a, it was like my 25 year plan <laughs> some people have uh -huh. a five-year plan i knew that i knew that as as an actor you know when i could retire from my day job it would actually put me in, in a better place even as an actor because of the of desirability of older really good older people you know yeah. to catch to cast and things i think through attrition a lot of people you know just kind of fall off the radar uh, so I, I think the numbers are smaller, you know, as you get into the middle age, upper middle age, you know, el older character people. Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, the odds are better <laughs> when you're a kid. That's the thing. When you're a 22 year old actor in New York and you go to an audition and you see a, literally see a sea of people mm. that, that look like you or, or similar to you. And you know that for every role that is being cast, there are at least 250 young guys or or girls, you know, if it's yeah. a woman's part, who could do the job probably just as well as you, you know, huh. Re really talented people. And it's just a numbers game. It's just it's just luck, you know, and it's, it, you know, it's just who gets in front of those people first and, you know, and they see something and they go, yeah, that's the one. But it's it's, you know, it could be one of, of, of hundreds. And it's just the odds are so stacked against you as a young actor that that that's where it becomes really emotionally wearing and the reject yeah. the rejection you know, is, you know, for some people like me, who's a sensitive person, that, that was really traumatic. Other yeah. people have egos that could tolerate it. And they just, you know, say, you know, they don't take it personally, but it's, it's hard not to take it personally. Right. Uh, because as an actor, you're, you are the product, you know, it's that's not true. like, it's not like you, you wrote a book and you could hold it over here and say, that's my book over here. Uh, you know, if you reject my book, you're not rejecting me, the individual, you know, for, for an actor, it's like, you are what you are, what they want, you know? Yeah. And if they say no to, to that, it's like, it's very hard to, to disconnect, you know, in, yeah. your, in your, in your mind and your soul that they're not really just rejecting you as the, as a human being altogether. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a complicated thing. And then add on to that. I mean, the, the, the financial aspect that, okay, I was hoping to have that income. How, how does that work? By the way, uh, you, you, you get offered a part and uh, sign a, I'm assuming sign a contract, sign right. an agreement. Yeah. If you're in a union, you do sign a contract. Okay. Yeah. How does, how does, how long until you start getting paid or how often do you get paid? Is, is there a common, is there a standard kind of industry standard? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I was lucky enough to become a union member in all of the, mm -hmm the performing uh, arts unions. And, you know, once you're a union member, that's the beauty of being in a union. You know, you th those things you don't have to, to worry about. It's all, mm -hmm. you know, that's all in place. Uh, you know, you know, you're not going to be taken advantage of or have mm -hmm. to, you know, hound somebody for a paycheck. You know, it's, it's all, you know, the people have to comply. The, the employ people who are employing you, if they don't comply, you know, then they get into they get fine. You know, there's all right. kinds of um, legal 
consequences to those kinds of things. So, so while you're while you're while you're under contract with uh, for a for a gig, you're getting pay, paid. Uh, the unions taking. How's that? How's that? No, work? no. The, the union takes. We pay union dues. So yeah, you pay um, the union dues, right? I mean, if you if you are lucky enough to have an agent, you know, uh, who has helped you get the work, then an agent takes typically takes like ten to you know twenty percent, something like mm-hmm. that of of your earnings. Uh, but the rest is you know it's it's yours, and uh, there there are. Uh, contractual rates for things, you know, there's mm-hmm. depending on the size of a, of a production or, you know, there are all different kinds of contracts. Uh, so, you know, the, there's a minimum and, and then it can, it could be negotiated up to all, all you know, exorbitant numbers for right, like, right, the, the, like right. the big, the big movie stars, you know? Yeah. So then you get paid, uh, uh, often get paid weekly, every other week, uh, at the end of the contract or it's typically weekly. Um, yeah. So, uh, and then, and then there's additional things like residuals, if it's, if it's commercials or television shows and things get syndicated, you know, there, then, you know, you could, those things can generate income for years afterwards. And that's how a lot of actors, you know, really survive. They get checks off of things that are in syndication and continue to be shown. And, you know, they get little, you know, it it, it often isn't a lot, but it's something at least, you know, Well, you know, a lot of small passive income sources that can add up to a comfortable life. Yes, yes, absolutely, yeah. Well, John, you know, the um, world of acting is about imagination and and behavior and pretend and the possible, right? So, yes, let's uh, let's go back in time. You meet your eighteen-year-old or twenty-one-year-old starry-eyed dreamer of a young younger man. Um, Besides career and relationship advice, what do you what are you going to tell them, money wise, financially? What are some ideas you would say? Hey, that's something that we're going to have to deal with, or that we don't have to worry about. Yeah, that that's a really good thing to think about. I mean, I, I love that question um, because oh my god, the things I would tell that that eighteen year old me. Uh, you know, all right. Really, yeah. I mean that that is an opportunity that you know, as a, a an older guy, I think, wow, imagine if I could tell that guy, you know, what I know now. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there, there were there were days when I there was one day I will tell you about when I had nothing happening. I had no there was nothing on the horizon. Mm-hmm. My, my, all of my day jobs had fallen away. Mm. Uh, I had no acting prospects. And I literally, I went into a panic, into a spin. I literally walked around Manhattan, like from top to bottom. I spent the entire day walking around looking for signs. This is when you could look for signs in windows, you know, uh, help wanted signs, you know, and, but, but as I, as I walked around the city, the panic just continued to build and be like, what, Mm -hmm. what am I going to do? How am I going to get out of this? Where am I, where am I, going to end up. I, you know, I, it just felt, I it felt utterly hopeless. I just mm-hmm. couldn't, I couldn't see that there was any light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And of course, you know, I was 24 maybe at the time. And of course, when you're 24, you know, that's, that is going to feel like the, it's, you know, the world is coming crashing right. down around you, right. but you know, I, I'm not even sure what the circumstances were that, that got me out of that situation, that funk and that, you know, practically what I found in the way of work, but obviously I did. 
And I got, you know, I survived and I went on to the next thing and I, which led me to the next thing. And here I am today telling you the story about it. Um, but what I would tell that, that, that guy was 24. I would say, look, you know, nothing, nothing is insurmountable. Things may seem in the moment to be more than you could possibly ever rise above, you know, but there is nothing in life that is that extreme and that awful you know you can always find a way through problems financial financial or otherwise you know i just i have this thing i you know i say it a lot and people get sick of, of hearing me say it but um this too shall pass you know it's yeah. been, it became right? one of my favorite expressions as an adult it's like you know nothing nothing is is going to remain like this forever it will, you can work your, your way through it. You know, you just have to find it in yourself to, uh, you know, to, to steer the ship, you know, that yeah. you gotta, you gotta, you know, sometimes you really have to pull, you have to dig way down deep and pull up hard on the bootstraps, yeah. but you, you know, there is, there is no problem that, that can't be solved if, you know, there are always extenuating circumstances, of course, to that. I mean, a lot of people suffer from, you know, mental health issues and, yeah. you know, de depression is a very crippling thing. And I, I know because I, you know, I, I, there's that that in my family, it mm -hmm. runs in my family. And I, I personally have dealt with depression, uh, thank goodness, not, not in the extreme sense, but, yeah. you know, a certain level of depression in my own life. Which can which can be crippling, but um, yeah. you know, outside of those things, but even even there, you know, if you seek help, you know, those things will not hold you back from getting yeah. where you, where you need to go. So uh, well, I don't. I, go ahead. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I was just gonna say I, I appreciate you sharing that sort of information at, uh, because it it's not shared enough. I don't think we talk about that uh, mental health enough. Mm. Uh, and you know, there are, there are some, some professions and some careers and some uh, situations where it's more prevalent, but uh, you know, I, I, I love the, uh, I love, I appreciate the image that you shared with us of you, if you wandering around, okay. Wandering almost, it sounds like you. Oh, <laughs> oh it was, Oh, it was wandering. Trust me. Todd. But you're, yeah. you're, you're going, you're walking around town and wandering, trying to find something, you know, add another level to the allegory and you're on an island and you feel like you can't even yes. that island, right? Exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. I had, that was something I hadn't even thought about, but you're, yeah. you're so right. It's like the, the isolation of that, you know, when you start yeah. to think one, one thing on, on top of the other, it really, thank God yeah. I didn't think of that as, as a 24 year old, that, that might've really put me in, in, in an existential <laughs> funk. Get that I on all these bridges, please. Yeah, really. But, um, <laughs> you know, there, there's so many of us that have been in, that situation where we just feel like all we can do is just wander. We just can, I got to get out. Mm. I got to go do something, but I have no idea. And we're just going to wander about until we find something. But the idea that we will, we will find something that things will work out. We just keep trying. I love the idea of just keep trying, mm -hmm. keep looking, keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just fo focus on the horizon. Yeah, you know, get to the end of the island, turn around, go up the other side. That's right. That's right. Yep. <laughs> yep. There, 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 there is a way. Where, where there, and that's just one of my other favorite expressions. Where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, there's got to be. <laughs> that's right. Well, you just got to keep that. Is yeah. there was there someone or some resource that kept you going or that that helped you when when 
um, that, that you can look back on and say, okay, this was really something important to me that uh, valuable to me, getting me through some any, any more difficult parts, whether financially or career-wise? Um, you know, the, or a the, mentor the, or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, there have been a lot of very important mentor like people in my life, you know, the lists I, uh, you know, I could spend 20 minutes going down that list. Uh, and of course, yeah, those people clearly had a huge influence on, on ke- keeping me on the path, you know, mm-hmm. their, their teachings. But, you know, the, the only thing that really comes to mind, Todd, is just my, my will to make something of my life as a creative person. Mm-hmm. That has been the guiding light for me. You know, and the irony is that here I am at 67 and I'm doing this podcast, which is, you know, the, which would have been the farthest thing from my mind, <laughs> even seriously, even like five months ago. Yeah. Th- this really. all this all coalesced in my brain, like at the very beginning of this year in a way that just kind of blew my mind because, you know, I, I got tired. I knew that even as a retired person, you know, I would still be facing the challenge of trying to find work as an actor, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, that, ha- that, well, that hasn't changed. It will never change. You know, it's like you're you have to audition yeah. COVID COVID changed the, you know, the situation and that they were virtual auditions through zoom calls like this uh, that finally has changed back to in-person live auditions, but it's still the same process and the same kind of constant, rejection that you're facing. And I just said, I, 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 you know, I woke up one day and I was going online looking at the actor's equity call board. And I said, I can't do this. I, you know, I, I can tolerate this now better, you know, ability to, you know, separate myself from, you know, the, the business. Uh, but I, I don't want to do this. I want to wake up in the morning knowing this is my job today. Yeah. So, so, you know, this thing came to mind with this podcast because I do the audio books. And then I started to think, you know, how can I combine all the things that I do into something that I have complete control over? Yeah. And that's where this, this came from. And now I'm like, build, I, I'm actually building a brand, which is a concept that I, I would have laughed at if, some, if somebody <laughs> yeah. had told me this, you know, oh, you're going to be, you're going to be building a business and building a brand in a few months. I thought, get out of here. What, what are you talking about? And, he, <laughs> and here I am, I'm, you know, and, and the thing is that, that this podcast evolved from one concept which was really just a very kind of self-serving idea about oh, I'm going to get my acting uh, work out there uh, in the universe doing these mm-hmm. little audiobook readings of old right. sh- short stories. But then as I started to reach out to the, the writing community, which is where I kind of found my, my on, on Twitter, which is an amazingly powerful tool that I have found with this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, the writing community is very tight on Twitter and very yeah. supportive of each other. And I got, you know, started to engage with those people and, and see that how difficult it was for them. And it's just like acting. All of the arts are the same. People, people just, you know, work so hard and do amazing work. And, and it just, you know, having someone see it and, and recognize it for the, the wonderful thing that it is, is, mm-hmm. is the, the challenge of that is like, it's just, it's just awful for people. You know, they, they just, toil over the and they write beautiful stories and they yeah. get them published in little journals which are wonderful but it's you know it's it's like a sea of things where you know you're not really getting to the mainstream who could really who would really love and appreciate your work but getting it you know 
getting things out above the, all of the noise that's out there is, is a challenge, a huge challenge. Um, and so I could relate to that. And I thought, how can I use this podcast to help other people? And, and the idea finally dawned on me, you know, I could get, I could get these, these people, I, mean, I was about to say actors, but these writers, I could interview them on the show, read one of their stories as an audio book, and hopefully grow the podcast so that people start listening to the, the work of these wonderfully gifted hmm. people. And maybe that, that would help them with their careers, you know, get published in other, you know, more visible things. So, yeah. and that, that has lit a fire under me like nothing else has. I mean, I'm so yeah. devoted to this notion of, of getting these people heard and seen out there. So, well, I, I think that's a great idea. I mean, I, I'm a believer in, in, um, Oh, I mean, see a need, fill a need, um, help others succeed, and that's uh, going to come back to you, and it's gonna, yeah, it's going to keep taking off. If you, it's what you put out there, and, and this is another thing I'm learning: that this, this, the synchronicity or serendipity. I mean, they're, they're related; those words. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's what you put out there. You know, if you what you're putting out there is of the highest standard, and if it's if it's put out there, you know, with real attention to, you know, uh, detail and with love. And, uh, you know, it's, if you, it's just keep, you just keep putting it out there. And that's what I, I, I began to understand. If you just keep putting it out there, it's going to start coming back to you. And that's what I'm finding with this, with this podcast. What's the name of your podcast, John? The name is Short Story Today. All right. And that's and a name find- it's a name yeah. that I didn't, I didn't even really like at first. I, I, I wanted to, you know, find a kind of a snappy, uh, you know, punny kind of, and I, they were all taken, all, all the obvious yeah. ones, like short story long, long story short, that's the story, you know, and I'm like, ah. And I, so I came up with this, but then I, and now I know it, it's, it's actually the perfect thing. It's, yeah, it's, it's descriptive it's, and tells everybody what it is. So. Yep, yep. Cool. And that it's uh, what, what's happening in short stories with different writers. That's, that's great. And, you, that, and that's, that's the change that you're making. In fact, as we are recording this you're you say you're, you're kind of reimagining this. And that, that was the irony with the, with the original version of the podcast, I, because of public domain concerns, I couldn't read anything on the podcast that was still under copyright. So I was, right. I had to reach back a hundred years to things in this country. It's like a hundred years that things become, you know, public domain. So anyone could do anything they want. with yeah, them. Back so, in the 1920s right now, I think. Right? Yes, exactly. So I'm reading, I'm reading stories by uh, wonderful, you know, these are the great writers of American and uh, world literature. I'm reading these fantastic stories, but these are all dead people who I can't ask you know, questions, you know, what, what makes, why, you know, I have so many questions for these dead people and I can't, I can't ask them these questions. And, and so the, the beauty of this is that, you know, that today, I, yes, in the old sense, I was reading a short story to you today, but they weren't short stories of today. Now mm-hmm. I am going to read you a short story today, but it is a short story of today, from today, from the, you know, about as contemporary as it can possibly be. These, you know, these are young not, and some not so young, but people who, you know, who are passionate about writing these stories. And, uh, but it is all about today now. So, awesome. so yeah. So now that, now the, ty- the the name of the podcast really fits in a way that I, I never real anticipated. So that- I like it. Well, while you're we just sharing that, I was just actually grabbed my phone and just subscribed. So uh, thank you so much. I quick, really quick. I, it is. I appreciate it. I'm looking it. forward to, to, to seeing that growing and learning and, and hearing about uh, some of these up and coming um, writers. Thank you. 
Hey, John, as we, uh, as we finish up today, um, I ask all my guests if they would mind sharing, if they have one piece of practical advice to share, you know, I, I mentioned what you would share with your younger self, but one thing to share with the audience today that uh, they could take away. Yes. Well, you know, I, was thinking, I, I had so many stories for you today, Todd, about, you know, per, per, my own personal personal finance journey and um, credit uh, is the one thing, you know, that we didn't really talk about, but is, was it a huge factor in my getting to where I am today? And I, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, keeping a high credit rating, there's nothing more important, uh, you know, in Uh your financial life than making sure that you pay all your bills on time, you know, build your, your financial uh, legacy, you know, through, you know, it doesn't take money to, to build, you know, to get a really strong, high credit rate, you know, it just takes, it just takes being responsible and, you know, watching what you do, you know, not overextending yourself and making sure you pay your bills on time. It's just being responsible, which, you know, you would hope and expect that most people would, but, but, you know, that's a challenge for a lot of people. And I understand that, but, you know, if you can really adhere to the rules of, of that, you know, and and build your credit rating, and and be able to draw on that later in your life, uh, you know, uh, uh, you, that will get you to places you never would have imagined you you could yeah. be, you know. So you know, credit is 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 key in my well, I, in my life. I, I appreciate you um, sharing that that the, it doesn't you know, a lot of people think you have to spend a lot of money to build your credit. And no, of all the I, I've I've got a, a paper I haven't published quite yet, but of the 130 plus credit score factors, not a single one of them talks about how big of a purchase you have to make or how right. much you have to spend every month. No, they just want to, they, they just want to see that you are a, a you know, a, a, an okay risk for them, that you yeah. are a responsible yeah. person. It really is that simple. I think. You know? yeah. Hey, uh, John, besides a, a short story, uh, Today is there, uh, uh, and that's shortstorytoday.com. I'm going to put that in the in the website. Thank you. Uh, on the, uh, in the uh, uh, podcast notes, is there thanks, another site Todd. that uh, that uh, where where our listeners can find you if they want to? Yes, uh, I have a personal uh, professional site for all my acting stuff, which is www.johndisavino, and that's J O N. There's no H. J O N D I S A V I N O dot com. Okay. Cool. And you can get to uh, from there or from uh, Short Story Today to all your, all your social yes, media as well. You, and I'll, you, I'll add some of those as well. And vice versa. On my personal webpage, you can get to, to Short Story Today and, and, and the other way around. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, John DiSavino, thank you so much for uh, joining me today on uh, the Money Fit Show. I, I have enjoyed our conversation. Thank you, Todd. Me too. This has been a, an absolute delight, and uh, you are a fine, upstanding person. And I will, <laughs> I will talk about you, you know, constantly from this point on to every everyone who has any interest in, in finance or 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 not. You know, it's, uh, it's, John, I I appreciate that uh, your kindness. Uh, to my uh, listeners, I also want to say thank you for joining us and uh, uh, do check out our podcast archives at moneyfit.org slash podcast. Subscribe to this uh, podcast. It helps us grow our visibility so others can also find it and find us and the motivation to make the changes they're looking for. So until the next time, please stay money fit and stay well. Stay well.